The sharp jump in Victoria's COVID numbers this week is causing some anxiety over how the already stretched health system will cope in the weeks ahead. National Cabinet will discuss today surge capacity in intensive care units across the country, but there are already some home COVID monitoring programs in place aimed at trying to ease the strain, as Bridget Fitzgerald reports. Despite months of steadily rising COVID cases, this week's sharp jump in numbers in Victoria was a shock to even the most experienced of intensive care doctors. 50% increase uh, was really beyond everybody's wildest expectations. Dr Roderick McRae, the head of the Victorian branch of the Australian Medical Association, says while people are looking forward to eased restrictions when the state reaches the 80% double vaccinated milestone, hospitals are preparing for worst case scenarios. That other 20% represents about 1.2 million people and anybody under 12 years of age is not eligible. But uh, over 1 million people can still transmit the virus and we know you know, we're, we're at catastrophe levels with 11,000. So take it, if it was 10,000, you go to a million, that's 100 times the problems we're going to have. Victoria's healthcare system is under enormous pressure. One way hospitals are trying to ease the strain is with home monitoring programs, a system where COVID patients can stay at home with regular checkups by nurses and doctors. However, the number of patients at home has spiked too. When we started, which was only two weeks ago, we, uh, we started with four patients, so it's gone up to 80 in a couple of weeks. Professor Kwang Lim is the medical director for the Royal Melbourne Hospital's Home First program, which runs a COVID monitoring program for patients who aren't seriously unwell, but still considered at risk, such as pregnant women, those over 60 and people with comorbidities. Launched last year during Victoria's second wave, it's just restarted to deal with the increase in patients. Virtual monitoring involves nurses calling once or twice a day to check up on patients, mainly looking out for symptoms like gastrointestinal issues like vomiting or shortness of breath. Though it was relaunched just a fortnight ago, there are already plans in place to double capacity. All these services are very tricky um, from a recruitment perspective. I mean, there are shortages of staff, um, but we've been, I guess we've been looking at other other workforce strategies such as using um, final year medical students, for instance, and for even retired workforce we're desperately trying to grow our workforce, but we anticipate we'll be able to double the program. What happens if you need more than double capacity? <laughs> we'll just keep going. <laughs> I think, um, uh, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll do the best we can. Um, but I'm also hopeful that at some point the, um, the wheel will turn and if our vaccination rates are up, then hopefully the numbers will start to fall again. The program's also preparing to make use of oximeters, devices that measure blood oxygen levels that will be able to alert staff if a patient deteriorates. But like everything in the health system right now, there's a wait. Demand for the devices is high across New South Wales and Victoria. Professor Lim's currently waiting on an order for 4,000. Dr Roderick McRae says while home care is a good idea, none of these programs can run without resources. Certainly the hospital in the home is of assistance, but those resources are already over capacity themselves. So it's almost like those services are full. 